Hi, I'm Patrick Kagan, your host for Sales Hindsights, a podversation that combines my 30 plus years of experience with the expertise of my guests, and trust me, all of them will amaze you. Now, it's been said that hindsight is 2020 vision, so my guests and I are charged with answering one thing for you knowing what we know now, what best practices and takeaways have the last 30 years in sales, sales management, executive leadership, and entrepreneurship provided to us that you can take with you. So enjoy the listen as we podversate for your growth. Welcome back and thank you for tuning into our podcast, Sales Hindsights. Just by tuning in, two things have actually happened for you. The first is you've taken the best first step toward improving some situation or outcome in your personal or professional world. And the second thing is you've proven to yourself that outside confidential coaching can benefit you both personally and professionally. Now, in the course of our conversation, you're going to discover that we make sales make sense, we make management make sense, leadership makes sense, and small business ventures make sense. And you know what? We're going to make life make sense. We do all this in a very practical and easy to understand approach. And we try to give you those little nuggets that you can carry with you each day and you can pull them out of your pocket when you need to apply to situations that come your way. Now, be sure to download and follow our podcast. And you can do this just by going to our website, pksolutionsgroup.com. When you're there, make it a point to support the show so we can continue bringing you great content and great guests. You can do this by selecting our podcast, and that button will get you to all the episodes of all of our conversations. You can also decide to set up monthly membership at the support the podcast button, where you'll get bonus content as well as one-on-one time with me and my staff. And if monthly membership is not your thing, just go to the shop button. And when you shop, you can actually download the bonus content and deep dive single edition format that goes along with the, the podcast that we provide to you. Today, we plan to dive into the topic of leading your way to greatness. And really, what that uh, is getting into is leading versus managing. We talked in previous podcasts about managing uh, being things like watching profits and losses, um, managing the process and the... the um, balance sheets, leading being leading others and getting examples from others. And when I say lead your way to greatness, it doesn't mean that you become world famous. It doesn't mean that you climb the corporate ladder by stepping on others. It means you lead yourself and your staff to a greater ground, a greater place than they stand today. And what I've learned is that experience creates great leaders, really the best leaders. And experience uh, comes from the hard knocks. It comes from going through situations over and over again and learning. Experience comes from failing your way through situations and coming back and trying again, applying what you've learned from your failure and applying what you've learned from your successes. Now, my, my take on this is that wisdom without experience is just foolishness. And that speaks to a couple of things. It speaks to the power of mentorship. And if you don't have a business mentor, you're missing out. You really should get business mentors of many kinds with many experiences and from a broad background. 
because their wisdom from their experience will lead to a greater thought process, a broader thought process, and greater results. And a wise leader is able to create a belief in oneself when oneself doesn't believe. So if you think about that, the best leaders I've had had me believing in myself and my capabilities when I didn't even believe. And that's the same for you as a listener. It's the same for your staff if you're a leader right now. If you do a good job of leading, then you can create a belief in them when even they don't believe in themselves. And that leads to greater things. And that's the power of mentorship, and that's wisdom with experience. Now, wisdom without experience, which I said equals foolishness, sometimes comes when people are starting their own business or people are working in a group, let's say a sales group or a marketing group or a teaching group, whatever it may be. And you start seeking out like-minded people, people who think the way you think. This is kind of where misery loves company exists. This is where complainers find other complainers. This isn't where greatness always finds itself. And so if you're thinking of starting your own business and you hear people talking about pursuing your passion, you should pursue your passion. You should be passionate about what you want to do. But passion with both eyes wide open. Don't look for people who agree with you. Look for people who challenge your thought. Are you providing value in the marketplace as a small business entrepreneur? If you are a leader, let's say you lead an entire organization, if you're looking for people to just be what they call yes people, they just agree with you, they're not the management team you want around you. You do want people who challenge your thought who make you better, who come to you with solutions that are different than what you came up with. If all you have are people who agree with you, you're going to go nowhere quickly. So what you want is wisdom that matches up with experience. Experience is the best creator of the best leaders and leaders will lead you to greatness to a level greater than what you even believe you're capable of. So when I look back, um, Uh, When I look back on my best um, coaches, teachers, mentors, I probably started the relationship maybe afraid of them. Maybe I thought they were jerks. Maybe it was a teacher who gave me an F and I didn't like the F, so I might have looked for people to agree with me that this teacher was unreasonable. But some of those became my best mentors And brought the best out of me because they said, you deserved enough because you're capable of more. Or that coach who said, I made you run those extra laps because you can do better and people will follow you. And if you act mediocre, they'll act mediocre. Step up, you know, act your part, act the way you should, act the way I want you to be because I'm going to rely on you. They demanded more of me because I could give more and they did it respectfully, but they didn't just give me a free pass. And that's what I want you to think about as you try to uh, lead your way to greatness. You're really leading others to greatness and you're doing, you have to get actions and results through other people's actions and results. And the way you do that is really um, a couple of things. You, you many times are tasked as the, as the leader uh, to bring the vision to life, so to speak. So the, the C-suite of of executives know the direction they want the company to go and they hand it off to you as the leader and they say, now you go do it. And you're supposed to go do that. And there's pressures you have to get that done. And your choice can be to lead without wisdom, 
an experience and you then that means you you say what you want done but you don't demonstrate what you want done or you lead by taking a view that your people are your greatest asset and you then take a step further back and say if they're my greatest asset I need to treat them that way in order to make come true what the C-suite expects of me and the secret to this is that you have to realize each person is motivated individually and uniquely and it's no different than if you think of each person like their their very own chemistry experiment everybody's body chemistry is different so when it comes to motivation it is personal it is unique now this is not to say you need to have a unique compensation plan for everybody you can have one compensation plan and compensation plans should reward results proper motivation will get results. Demotivation will steal results. And so the secret to this whole thing is have a compensation plan that will reward the results you want. And if you get those results, they reward reward very fairly. If that person overachieves, they're going to make wild amounts of money and want to repeat that performance. And that sends a great message to others around them. But look at compensation as something that everybody can share in and enjoy, but look at motivation as everybody's individual body temperature. Okay, what makes that person tick? Now, some secrets I'll give you that that I've used as a manager uh, of very successful teams and that other managers have used with me. They would ask questions to each individual one-on-one, not in a group and not to show that you ask the question to everybody, but when you're with people, they'd ask questions that were like these, for instance. And I remember a manager saying to me, Pat, if you were the manager, what would be, if you had to manage yourself, what would be three ways you would manage you? And they would listen. And they would follow that with what would three ways that you wouldn't manage you? What would be three things you wouldn't do to manage you? And they'd listen. And they they would they would follow things up like, well, how about this? What are three things that excite you about what you do today? What are three things that might deflate you in what you do today? And they took this approach that to truly lead is to truly know. And and that's really important because if you're going to lead me, you have to know what makes me tick. You have to know what I fear. You have to know what I want, what I enjoy, what I don't like. And the other secret to this is that they did it on a continual basis. In other words, it wasn't my annual, how do you feel today, Pat? What would motivate you this year? It was all the time checking in. And as my life grew, as as my family grew, as my financial burdens grew, these, these questions rang true. And I was motivated because they were listening. They would say things to me like, what happens to you or keeps happens to you during the day that keeps you awake at night? in your job. In your job, what would help you sleep at night? These are kind of really cool questions that somebody's not asking because the C-suite told them to do that. The C-suite tells them to get to certain sales and to certain profits. And then the great leaders find ways to get to the individual and say, you're important to me. You're my greatest asset. Let me know what makes you tick. These are questions I want to know. This is what keeps me awake at night, worrying about you. You're my most important asset. Questions like, what skills do you want to develop? And some people, 
they don't want to answer this. It's like saying, what are you weak at? So you have to make them know that you're not setting them up. You could say, look, what are some things you're really, really good at? And you just want to get better. You want to be like an expert at it. Maybe you're really good at public speaking. What would help you get better at that? Or I've noticed you're really good on the telephone when somebody calls in. Maybe it's an inbound situation. You're really good at thinking on your feet. How could you, you know, how, how could I help you get better at that? What would be some skills or assets or training you would need? The other way you can get at that is you can say, hey, is there somebody in the group that you look up to or you admire for a specific skill set? And if you see that, is that something you feel you're strong at, something you feel like you like to get better at? What can I do to help you get better at that? Again, a manager or leader's job is to remove obstacles. Sometimes obstacles are things you know or things you don't know. Uh, Great leaders are not afraid to ask this question. If you could make work a better place to be, what would be three things you'd change about how it's set up today? What would be three, three things you would eliminate from what exists today? These are great things to ask. Now, you might hear things like, well, we'd be able to have a casual Friday. This was back in my day, we'd, we'd say that, because you had to go to work, actually, believe it or not, in a suit and tie, even if you were never seeing customers, never meeting people. They might say things like, we'd like to bring our dogs to work. But there's, those, are, those are Band-Aids. Those are simple things. You can make that happen very easily uh, and, of course, work with your HR on, on how that all works. But you're going to get into what what makes things a more uh, exciting place to work, a place you don't want to leave. You avoid turnover of really good employees because they're building a great championship environment around, and they're telling you how to do it. You can ask questions like, what's the best thing you've done this year to improve? And really pay attention to that. Some people might say, I took, um, you know, I took a public speaking course on my own because I wanted to be better at public speaking. Some people might say, I bought a self-help uh, educational podcast that I listened to. Some people might say, I started meditating uh, to release negative energy in my life. I mean, but listen, what's the best thing that that uh, you've done this year to improve yourself. Ask questions like, how do you best learn? And you can sometimes get into that like, you know, you don't want to make these sit down and just bang, 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 beat people up with questions. Have it be through the course of your day. You should be scheduling 80% of your time in shoulder time, time in their assignment with them. You have to talk about something during the day. Talk about them, but more importantly, listen about them. That shows how much you care about them. You know, time equals love. You're spending your time with them. Now, demonstrate by asking questions. And you might not say, how best do you learn? But you could say, you know, I'm kind of a visual learner. I learn by watching. I mean, how do you learn best? And and share. This is how I learn. I learn by doing. I learn by doing it wrong. Then I do it right. How do you learn? Do you learn by watching others and then you can do it right the first time? What's your best way for learning? Um, and, and make sure that you listen actively. And by listening actively to your people, these are your greatest assets, when you ask them questions about their answers, make sure that you're doing it to clarify or understand what they're talking about. And it doesn't come off as I judge what you said or I defend what we have in place today. So if I ask you, hey, what are three things we could do to make things better around here where we work today? Three things that exist today that we could change to make things better. If I ask a question, it should be clarified. Let me let me understand what you're saying. You would work better if you could bring your dog to work. Is that right? 
Don't make it like, well, we can't bring dogs to work because blah, 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 blah. Don't have an answer. It sounds defensive. Clarify and make sure you understand. Say, let me play this back to you. This is what I'm hearing. Is that correct? It's always good to just say, let me play it back to you. If you want to clarify, it takes the judgment out of things. And you can always say, I can't promise I can do any of the things we talked about today, but this is really important to me. I can maybe get some of these things done, but I'm going to come back to you for help because I'd like to, I'd love to do all these for you. All these things we've talked about. And then the, the final thing I'll leave you with is that demonstrate you are listening by finding ways to make some of the changes or some of the ways they learn or some of the things that are important to them. Try to make those things happen and give them credit if you can. So if it is a bring your dog to work day, make sure you pull them aside one-on-one and say, hey, just between you and me, that was your idea. And look at what it's done to the mood of this environment. This is a better place because of you. Give them credit for what they gave you as an idea. And you know what? They work harder. They get better. They work on the other areas they want to get better at. And all those things will add up to what did the C-suite ask you to do? And you're going to find yourself getting folks to higher levels and leading your way to greatness. Thanks again. I look forward to our next time together.